welcome. Uh, we're back. It's Anime Archives. We're your hosts, Ernest. And John. So, it's been like a week, did you say? Yeah, yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week since our intro episode. A lot's happened. We yes. went to PAX, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, probably at the end of the episode. At the end of it, end we of the episode, we'll that. Uh, and you heard our intro made by my good friend, uh, Paul Cantu. I Shout out to Paul. With him. That's a great yeah. beat. We appreciate that. Gets gets people hyped before uh, we actually start doing stuff. So, like last time, today's episode is Wolf, Wolfsbrain. It's about Wolfsbrain and... Any 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 comments you want to talk about before we, we jump into the lore and the history of how Wolfsbrain came to be? So this is an, uh, one of those anime that we watched back, I would say, in the early days that kind of got us into anime. This yeah. is one of the one in the handful for us. And when we rewatched it, you know, what, 10 years later? Yeah. I could definitely say some, uh, there's things I'd never noticed about the series. Yes. Some good and the bads. There's, so there's I'm excited to hear your opinion on a, a lot that um, we were able to go through when it comes to watching Wolverine. Yeah, and uh, how we will do it, guys, is uh, we're going to just our main uh, starting of the part uh, podcast is to give you a little background information of it, see if you're interested in it. I eventually get to uh, the synopsis or a little summary of the plot of the of of Wolverine, Wolverine, and then from there you can. Stop it right there because we're going to go into spoiler territory. But I will warn you. I will say, all right, now we're going to spoiler territory. So if you continue on, that's you saying, hey, I already watched the anime. I want to hear what you guys think about or gripe about. So it lets people who don't want to get spoiled get some uh, room to watch the show and then come back later. Yep. So it's cool. So let's jump into Wolf's Frame. So tell us, what what did you uh, you uncover about Wolf's Frame? I did some intense research. Some t- intense. I went to Wikipedia. I was like, "Let's do this," because I couldn't find any like legitimate sources that I felt like besides anime lists and other little podcasts. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Wolf's Rain came uh, came out in two thousand three. It originally aired in Fuji TV, and uh, while in America it's called Wolf's Rain, in Japanese it's called Yuru Fuzu Rain. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I did not butcher that. But how it goes? Uh, um, it in the U.S. it premiered on Adult Swim. And, uh, it actually, uh, the author and creator of was Rain, her name is Keiko Nobumoto. Mm-hmm. She was born in March 13, 1964. And interesting facts about her is she wrote the screenplay for Cowboy Bebop. No way. Yep, oh, that's that. good to know. And, uh, she, uh, was a scenario supervisor for a very popular game that I hold dear to my heart, Kingdom's Heart. Kingdom's Heart, yeah. She was part of Kingdom Hearts? Yep, she uh, supervised the scenario, so I guess she probably helped with some of the plot and story, and she even has a special thanks in the ending credits. Well, good thing uh, Kingdom Hearts her. didn't run out of funding then. Um, also, some other uh, cool like uh, filmographies of this creator was uh, she did some of these animes that you may may not have heard of, like uh, World Apartment Horror. Horror. It's a screenplay. She wrote the screenplay for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote uh, Macross Plus. That's like a racing thing. Cowboy Bebop, like I said before. Mm-hmm. And the movie, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Have you ever seen that one? No, I've never seen any of those. Have yeah. you? No, no. Uh, I, yeah. We might have we to get, dive back in the archives We'll dive back in there, probably. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers. I know that one. You yes. know that one? Yeah. I saw, uh, I remember seeing trailers of that, but I never watched Tokyo Godfathers. Should get by that. She also is a writer for uh, Samurai Champloo. Oh, nice. And uh, Space Dandy. 
And yeah, that's uh, just some of their film credits. But the studio who helped bring uh, Willis Rain alive was Studio Bones, which was founded in 1998. And first to just kind of get into uh, Willis Rain before we dive in more about the Studio Bones. Willis Rain was not a manga at first. It's straight straight to anime. Uh, the person wrote it and went straight to anime. And you can definitely see it later on when we get to break down some of the episodes because there is... Like all anime studios sometimes have, especially in the 90s, is budgets. And when you run out of budgets... Those budgets. You can't you can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You do recaps. And some people don't <laughs> mind recaps every once in a while. But when you get back-to-back recaps... I think that was four Four recaps? back-to-back. Just about more focused on like one character over the other. The same, I didn't watch them, to be honest. I, was, I, just, I knew about them. And they jumped. were the same events from slightly different <laughs> perspectives. <laughs> yeah. Just very slightly. I was like, did you wonder... <laughs> What Kiba was doing even before he walked into the main city at the start of the anime? Or a Hige? Or Tsume? Or Toboy? Yeah. But I skipped it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and they, the last, um, because it ran out of budgets, they did a 20, 26 episode release. Mm-hmm. And then they had to do the last four episodes in OVAs. So and that came back, you know, years later. Really? Yeah. So. I kind of, I kind of hurts being. So but, they left off on the cliffhanger. Yeah. Ooh. That's why I think Ooh. episode twenty six. You see that little special thing that they're just all posted up and like bleeding. And, yeah, it almost looked like yeah, it ended. Yeah, right it there. looks like they're doing like a cool like send off, maybe like a season two, but it's because they ran out of budget. It's like, yeah, oh, this is all we can makes do. So much more sense now. And then come back later, kind of thing. Uh, and then from there, they actually did the manga. Uh, a person took the screenplay of Wolf Rain and did the manga. Which was broken down into two separate volumes, mm-hmm. but it had some of the story was, story was changed. So like hmm. it's not it doesn't follow the anime to the T. They do some more liberties, and I think it's because it is it was written straight for anime. So like little things that they saw later on, like plot holes, especially if you watch the anime, some things don't make sense hmm. that we'll get to later on about plot hole. But any, uh, anyway, Studio Bones is a very popular studio. It was founded in October 1998. Uh, some of the popular anime that I saw that it created was. Eureka 7. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. They did uh, both the original one and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which I love. They did Darker Than Black. And Oron High School Host Club. This is all done by Bones? Bones uh, studio producer. And another popular anime too right now that I love is My Hero Academia. Bones is doing that. Um, But... Because Bones released it in uh, Japan first, uh, when it came to America, Funimation took the release rights, bought it from them, and released it. And they released the whole 30 episodes. But in like other countries, I realized, like uh, in Europe, it was released by a thing called Bees Entertainment. Hmm. In Australia and New Zealand, it was released by uh, Madman Entertainment. So I'll be like, boom, boom, Funimation thing, be like, Madman. Or something. I, I know. Hmm. Just weird, you know. Different studio releases. Yeah, different it's just studios. interesting stuff you see. Uh, but the anime's director, his name is Tensei Akamura. Uh, he directed some a good, pretty much some good animes too, as well, like Blue Exorcist, Seven Deadly Sins, and uh, Kuro Makura. And he also did like storyboard works. So I know a Blue I Exorcist. I that last one. And yeah, I'll probably butcher <laughs> the name. It's uh, Kuro Mukuro. Yeah. But yeah, I never heard of it. But I heard of the last two, Seven Deadly Sins, popular on Netflix, so mm-hmm. waiting for season two, because they have the release rights, so sometimes 
having that whole binge watch scenario gets you annoyed because you can't watch it. Yeah, like, gotta wait and years I, later. And I could look for it online, but right now I'm holding off. For right now, I'm holding off, being patient. Uh, so uh, the director, it's cool about these anime directors is they're not they don't only just do directing, but they also some of them are writers or have uh, done other like storyboard works for other animes. And this director for say uh, Okamura, he did uh, storyboard work for I feel like they follow each other around because he did storyboard work for Samurai Champloo, mm-hmm. he did Soul Eater, he did another like obscure anime that we'll eventually get to, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Wow, he did that. And he did Full Metal Panic, the 2002 version, and uh, and he did Guilty Crown, which I always started but never really. I got a lot into. of good collaborators from mm-hmm. the production, the people who produced it, the directors to actually like make Wolf's Rain come to life. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really cool, and that gets us to uh, the character design, who uh, designed some of the characters. I wish if this was in video format, we could like show you screens of the characters, but we'll see. Hope dreams in the future, but. You can always look it up when you know you're listening to this, or if you watch the anime, you'll see it. But the guy who created the character design and look uh, was Toshiro uh, Karamoto. Um, he's also a co-founder of Bone Studio Bones, um, so he's pretty head. And he did uh, character designs for Golden Boy, another old one. That's a good one. Uh, and Towa no Koron, and another popular anime that I'm not sure if you heard about. I watched a little bit of it. It's on like Hulu if you have a, have a choice. It's called uh, Blood uh, Blockade ba- uh, Battlefield, Battlefront, mm-hmm. Blood Black Blockade Battlefront. About this kid who has this like, people have like special powers, but this guy has a special eye. Is that by the people that did Trigun? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. All right, that's yeah. the wallet to check in. Yeah, check it out. But it's on Hulu if you are interested in it. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. It's, has a, a twelve episodes. Decent or it's twelve episodes right okay. now, and they. It has a second season coming up. Okay, now we're going to jump into Wolf's Rain soundtrack. And for this, it's going to be a little bit cool because we'll play some of the music. But first, I will talk about the soundtrack producer and arranger and then talk about each song. Like, you know, the, it's who wrote the words and who is the vocal talent. And they will play like a tippet, like a minute of it, starting with its opening. Anyway, um, the soundtrack producer and arranger is uh, Yoko Kano. Um, she has written scores for Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, which I love that. You remember Ghost in the Shell's oh. opening oh, yeah. opening song? I still listen your, to that. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> pa- actually, no. Yeah, Do yourself a favor, pause the podcast, and listen to that. Listen to that song. Because that song, Standalone Complex is opening thing, just gets you hyped. I, I didn't even get a, uh, Ghost in the Shell when I was younger or watch it, but I would always watch the opening intro and then turn the channel because I was like, that, that thing gets you hype. Um, also, another cool, pretty much cool anime is Kids on the Slope. Uh, it's like a these kids going to school and stuff. It's bam. There's pretty cool videos. Coming to age one? Yeah. It's okay. Good. It's something that I think we'll probably get to later on. Um, and uh, she also did Terror and Renaissance and much more. She's got a lot of good works. So if you like her music, like you can look, you can find it in certain anime styles. Well, yeah, I mean, this had great music in it. Uh, what was the other one she did? Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Ghost. Yeah. Like Ghost, Ghost in the, the Shell. Shell. I mean, at this point, everything she's touched had a fire soundtrack. Has like a you know, something that sticks out. Mm-hmm. And I will say for this because Wolf Ring did come out in 2003, but I don't know. It always felt 
I didn't know it was 2003 because I always felt like a 90s thing. And maybe that's because I was, we were born in the 90s and we just felt like we think those are so much of our childhood. But it's not. It's like early 2003. So maybe we still have that twain. But, um, so she wrote the first song. It's called Stray. Uh, its words was written by a man named Tim Jensen. And the vocals is by uh, Steve Cote. And uh, John, uh, yeah, just play a little bit of it for us. And that was Stray. What do you think of the opening? What do you think? That's just, that's so when good. I first heard this opening, I hated it. I despised it. It was annoying. <laughs> it was frustrating. It was a little too corny. Yeah. And then I heard it five or six times, and it, it grew on you. Like, it definitely, it was an acquired taste. Right now, it gives me a really nostalgic, again, for some weird reason, like a 90s vibe. Yeah, yeah. Or you could definitely say early 2000s. It just, it has that corny but endearing effect that I really like. What did you think of it? I think it is 90s. It's very old and it's very like it's I thought I, I thought Will's Frames opening would be something like get you kind of hyped for it but I guess it kind of fits like this old melancholy melancholy kind of atmosphere Will's Frames has in the background kind of relaxed but it's it's pretty good. I, I It's just a tough one like I liked it. Sometimes it's like man I really like this opening and then other times it's like let me just skip through this because <laughs> yeah. it's not because yeah, for sure. Most rain isn't like if you're a fan of like like uh, like Naruto openings and stuff like things that get you hype up before the show or like you know it's gonna be like some fighting. It's not one of those. It's not. It's not. And and it, it fits the anime, but it's definitely dated. And I don't think you're gonna find it on someone's like my top anime opening uh, top uh, my lifetime. Yeah, it will never be songs. on any top list. Yeah. Maybe a top hundred list, yeah. but not like a top thirty. It, but it's good for its time. I would say that. Like, I, some music is dated, and uh, I still I like the singing. The voice is cool. I would sometimes sing the song, and uh, do it with the Ozer because it was easy to follow. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised it was in uh, American Vocal. Uh, I think they still do that in Japan too. But, really? Yeah, because I couldn't find like the Japanese like opening. And if, for some reason, if you guys are able to find it, definitely send it to me and let us listen to it. Because I know, like, in like Dragon Ball Z, for instance, there's two openings. There's an American one, and then there's a Japanese one. It was always interesting to see uh, the difference. Uh, the next, uh, the anime, uh, Will Strain's ending song, uh, it's called Gravity. It's words is being by a guy named Guy or Girl, but it's just like a first name, Troy. So I'm not, you know, or not Ginger Pacific. No, this is we live in different time. Never mind. Uh, and Smokos uh, by uh, Maya Sakimoto. Um, so again, uh, 
Here, play it, yeah. That's gravity. Um, I think. Yeah, what do you think of gravity? So now that you told me that the creator of this song also created um, like Cowboy Bebop and had an influence of that music, it does give me a feeling similar to the Real Folk Blues or Outlaw Stars ending theme song. Very melancholic, very sad, slightly hopeful, but it it gives off a kind of a bad feeling. Like you know, you know, the ending is gonna make you sad. And that's true. Like, don't go in Will's friend thinking this is gonna be a bright, happy, happy story. It's not. <laughs> it's not. You know, I don't think that's a spoiler. The ending song tells you that. I think it's it's a good show. Well, we'll get to that. But it out of the two, the opening and uh, the ending song. I think at first I thought Stray was my favorite, but I think towards the end I I really felt like Gravity really sinks in. The thing, because it gives you that hope, also gives you that you know. It's a, like she said, it's a long. It's been a long road to follow. Mm-hmm. Like the journey's tough, man. This is a, a anime about the journey. And they and, definitely went through it. And things happen. Mm-hmm. Things get rough. Um, but yeah, moving on from there. Uh, when uh, Will's Frame first debuted in Japan, um, it's it received pretty like well ratings. Um, it was the third ranked anime series and it's time slot while airing Fuji TV and it was behind series like Air Master and Dear Boys and if you've never heard of Air Master because I never heard of Air Masters or Dear Boys Air Master was a uh, was a was slotted to air in America but was cancelled before ever airing but actually if you have a VRV account you could watch it on there Air Master and Air Master is basically about this gymnast who becomes a fighter? This female gymnast who starts becoming this fighter. Yeah. Was it popular? In Japan. In Japan. It never came out here, so you would. The only way people probably watched this series was, you know, obscure like finding DVDs or ordering from Japan. Because mm-hmm. other than that, you gotta look for it yourself. But it is on VRV if you want to check it out. Um, it's definitely old. Is I would say if this came out in 2003, it's definitely 2003. But it looks even. Worse, in my opinion, Will's friend. At least the picture that shows on its VRV uh, website didn't look that great. <laughs> um, and uh, Dear Boys, um, it's actually owned by Bandai, and it's a, a basketball anime. Dear Boys. Yeah, Dear Boys. Um, I never... I love sports animes. Like, some of my, my favorite ones was what really got me into it was, like, Slam Dunk. And I read this manga that never really came out was... Uh, Rebound or Harlem Beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they they're great, but they never. I don't think they got as much attention as I would hope it to, because I always seen in manga forms, but they never did. But Dear Boys is a popular thing about this little high school basketball group team. Then I might check it out later because I do like sports animes. But right now, my favorite basketball sports anime is Kuroko no Basketball because that shit gets you hype. <laughs> it gets you hype. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, the series being Wolf's Rain was considered a big hit in 2004 for North American market. And its uh, manga also had a successful adaption in North American market, with second volume being the ninth best-selling graphic novel. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it made it up on the top ten. Yeah, for, like, have you ever heard of Neeson's book scan? So on Neeson's book scan, I guess it's probably, it was... It was voted the ninth best-selling uh, graphic novel in uh, February thirteenth, two thousand seven. Hmm. So that's pretty good. Um, before I jump uh, jump into the synopsis of the actual anime, uh, when me and John watched uh, Whispering because we didn't download it, we watched it on VRV, and it's owned by Funimation, so it was dubbed only. So I didn't get to watch it in sub, so I don't have that compa- that that comparison to really make. But I will say this. Uh, for other installments where we can have that differences, if there is a dub, I'll probably be like one of us watch the dub, one of us watch the Japanese one, yeah. and do a little taste just to see what better, what works better. Yeah, what's who, the voices? Uh, but it's cool with this dub because it's a lot of our favorite authors and stuff. Or well, voice uh, actors, voice actors, yeah. authors, voice actors. Uh, but I want to give uh, the Japanese voice cast some recognition. So the main lead who did Kiba. Um, was voiced by uh, Miyano Mamamuru. Uh, Toboy <laughs> voice actor was uh, Shimawada Hiroki. Uh, Tsume's was by Miyake Kinta. Hige's voice actor was uh, Suyama Akio. Cheza was voice actor by Agasa Sawara Arise. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And Blue was voice actor by Asano Mayayumi. Ma Yumi. Lord Darcia. <laughs> Lord Darcia was voiced by uh, Kuroda uh, Takaya uh, and Qu- Yaden Quint. Oh, Quint was the uh, Quint, uh, oh, oh, the cool old. Well. Uh, it's voiced by Ishizu, <laughs> Ishizuka uh, Yushao. And uh, even though I never knew this guy's last name, it was listed. Uh, Hub. His name is Hub Lubowski. Yeah. The detective. Yeah. yeah. You do his last name with no, last name. I never knew I was like, what his last. I didn't never say said nothing about no last name. <laughs> but his voice actor, <laughs> a character voice actor, is by uh, Miyamo uh, Miyamo Miyamoto uh, Mitsura, and uh, Jur- J- Jagura's was voiced by Tanaka Atsuko. And some of the I'm missing out some of these characters like Chair, everything. But that's the people I was able to find out when I was on anime list. It's English voice. It's English voice actors, and I will say this: there's some, some of these guys get you hype because of who they are. Top class. Top class guys. Like their their voices are recognizable in other animes, like Trigun, or Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, or Samurai uh, Champloo. Samurai Champloo, or it, they're, they're the top, top, top. If you're not watching and if you're watching in dub, it's because of voice acting team. If not. Probably watch it and sub. So who are these guys? So Kiba is voiced by Johnny Bosch. 
I just want to have silence because Johnny Bosch is a great voice actor. He deserves that little bit of silence. He deserves it because he makes the character come alive. Damn. He's a good-ass voice actor. He's he's the type of guy you get jealous about. Like, man, I wish I had a voice where I could voice a character and be convincing. Because I think if I voice an anime character, I think it'd be kind of goofy a little bit. Like, what, what show would I voice? What show would you voice? What kind of genre? Could you voice Wolf Rain? I'd probably I could be, not. If I was a Wolf Rain, if I had a character... I'll, I'll finish the scene and we'll talk about which character you yeah. think you would be. So I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, uh, Sume was voiced by Crispin Freeman. His, I never heard... I know his voice is very distinct. I think I heard it before, but I never heard uh, a Crispin Freeman. And I actually should have looked at more of those works. Uh, but let's see if uh, John can help me out with that. Um, I move on. Uh, Hige was voiced by Joshua Seth. Hub Lebowski was uh, voiced by Bob Borschultz. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob. I I butchered that last name. I apologize. We're sorry, Bob. <laughs> Blue was voiced by Jessica Strauss. Uh, Cher, who was uh, voiced by uh, Carrie Walgreen. Toboy was voiced by Mana Mona Marshall. Why is it Mana? Mona Marshall. Uh, Cheza was voiced by Sherry Lynn. And Darcia was voiced by S- Steve Bloom. Dar- Steve Bloom is yeah. the voice of Spike. Spike? Okay, yeah. Steve Bloom. Yeah, and it sticks out. Darcia. Yeah, and I just Roger want to jump in there. Uh, and Quentin Yaden was voiced by Tom Weiner. And the voice acting team was really great. I think if I had any gripes about anyone, is like, even though she did a great job, I just. Chesa's voice was just like too. always like too soft and too kiddish a little bit. And it kind of beat me off sometimes. I feel they went but, for the overly flowery yeah. voice. I mean, just really soft, almost yeah. like it was going to disappear. So I liked her voice in um, English. I did not get the chance to hear her voice of, like in uh, Japanese. Yeah, and I guess the word she said works because she would always like talk in the third person sometimes. Yeah, like this one. Like this one. Like this one. Yeah. But it worked. It just... It's very... It's, very like light and flowy, and it fits a character because her being a, a Luna flower created by humans from a flower in a lab. In a lab, and let me just let me just say this: people are so goofy in this anime that we talked about when we first was watching it, where they don't even understand what they so they will believe that you can create a person out of a Luna flower, but they won't believe that wolves can look human and walk around. And be unrecognizable. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. People like what? There's definitely big plot holes all throughout yeah. this. It took them what half the anime before they yeah. even before most of the stuff you find out like in is like a, a shotgun shot in the OVAs like you get more boom 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 mm-hmm. or the like the last few episodes you learn more about b- b- characters background stories and stuff or like what's or who did this who been leading this to each other one of those things. Um, but moving on to the synopsis of Wolf's Rain, uh, I'm going to be get very dramatic and be real serious about this. So, just so you get hype. Let's hear it. In a dying world, there exists an ancient legend. When the world ends, the gateway to paradise will open. This utopia is a soul salvation for the remnants of life in this barren land. But the legend also dictates that only wolves can find their way to the this mythical realm. Though long thought to be extinct, wolves still exist 
and live amongst humans, disguising themselves through elaborate illusions. A lone wolf named Kiba finds himself drawn by an intoxicating scent to Freeze City, an impoverished town under the rule of the callous Lord Orkum. Here, Kiba discovers that wolves Hige, Tsume, and Toboy have been drawn in by the same aroma, by following the fragrance of the Luna flowers. Said to be the key to opening the door to their ideal world, the wolves set off on a journey across desolated landscapes and crumbling cities to find their legendary promised land. However, they are not the only ones seeking paradise, and they will, and though with more sinister intentions, would do anything in their power to reach it first. Those with more sinister intentions. <clears throat> that was my dramatic reading. Uh, by Ernest. Thank you. So pretty much, these wolves are trying to get to paradise. Yeah, it's these wolves are trying to get find paradise, and I feel like more Kiba is trying to find paradise, and he gets a, a ragtag group of guys. Well, was just like, well, we can't stay in the city no more. Let's yeah, they just tag along. Let's let's go with them because things things happen all the way. The the plots the story has to move, and it does move. Um, but if the synopsis gets you hyped, hopefully you'll jump into it. What do you think? Was it something that you feel before we go on to uh, spoiler territory? Do you feel like the synopsis fits the the story overall of what we watched? I mean, overall, yeah. I mean, it was just these wolves that had no idea who each other were. They didn't even know why they were going in this direction. They just kind of did it off instinct, off of feeling, and it was all because of Kiba too. If he never showed up to that city, it'd be dramatically different. Yeah. So I think that. That definitely fits exactly what the story is about, which is just the journey to paradise. Journey to paradise. And do they find paradise? Well, you have to find out. But for those who already did, spoilers are preparing. And five, four, (laughs) three, two, one. All right. So what do you think of Wolf's Rain? Well... I would say that ending, you can tell they ran out of budget because it did feel a little rushed. They killed off every character that looked like, what, within the last two episodes? Yeah, basically. And I I did a little, a little list of people who got murked. It's weird, like, the beginning, this is what I don't understand. Like, there, there's the, the big bad guy. Darsha. Well, Darsha. He's a big bad guy. He is a noble which they never really explain what nobles are and what makes them special. I just, I think they're just wealthy people. They're like the Donald Trump of yeah, uh, kind of like yeah, so people in power. Whoever's like the one percent, the one percent, the one percent controls city now. So like it's always at that that uh, people do like those neo futures where businesses now rule the world and like the like if say the Amazon CEO ruled a city, this pretty much be it. Um, so Lord Darsha is a big bad guy and he's noble. But he's also part wolf, but he may have been a wolf. It's, it's it's a weird thing that we get into, and later on you try to find out that humans in the OVAs. Let's say that in the OVAs you find out that humans were wolves that just lost their ability to become wolves again. That they become, it's almost like revolution. They're like, hey, we don't need to be wolves anymore. They just stay in this illusion form that we cast and be humans. And if you do that, you lose your ability to go to paradise. Yeah, in the lore of this world, it was the wolves that created the world, wasn't it? Yeah, the mm-hmm. the like they they 
and said that whole evolution theory where we evolved from monkeys, you know, what evolution is linked today. That's our closest genetic partner. Yeah. That's true. Scientifically true. We're from wolves, which I think is a lot cooler, in my opinion. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I remember in school, I want to be that lone wolf guy, that cool dude. I wasn't, but, you know, it's a persona I try to give off that mattered. I thought about that. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think of the the first few episodes? Beginning, let's just think about that. Let's talk about that first. I would say, I definitely liked the the progression. I like the ending more than the beginning. Uh, I mean, if you give it a few episodes, I mean, Kiba comes across incredibly strong. He gets humbled very fast, and knowing he has to adapt and take the form of a human. Remember, at the very beginning, he didn't even want to, and he yeah. got captured pretty damn quick. His life would have sucked if he didn't swallow some of his pride to do that. Yeah. And it was just to survive. And so I liked what they did in terms of the progression, giving um, the dynamic between Toboy and Sume. I liked how that like big brother, little brother dynamic really played out. And I liked how it they did a good job at flushing out the other characters, not just Kiba. Yeah. Kiba had a great part and an important part. But I feel like he was highlighted because the cast itself was also really strong. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think the beginning, being Free City, starting, I think Free City is a goofy-ass name, but you don't really hear it. I think it's goofy. But being in that uh, kind of like the world-building area, you get only little snot, little kind of material of how the characters are. Kiba was a lone wolf looking to find the Luna Flower, the, the, the Flower Maiden, or what you call it. Uh, Sume was running up a, a band of like ruffians, like little, you know. He didn't he didn't care about humans. He was a wolf, but he just like, hey, you help me, we don't give it. People were dying, like they were stealing stuff, and people would get murked, and he wouldn't care. And there's a part where there's a little boy that you know runs on with him, and at first like quits because they, he has like PTSD from seeing people get murked. And then Sume's like, you either come with me or you don't have to. And he comes with Sume, and they. Again, another escape pursuits and bullets start flying. The kid is like dangling, and Sumi's like, "Let me save him!" But the kid freaks out when he gets bit because even though you are illusion, it's like a human illusion of the wolf. You are still a wolf, so when you like, you don't reach out with your arm. You no, if you, you reach, reach out, out with your freaking your, your jaws, your claws, your jaws or something. If you're gonna hold somebody, you're gonna use your feet, not your paws, which I thought was pretty cool. But sometimes made no sense because there's certain parts where. Uh, the character models be having swords, but I was like, where he has it. It'd be cool if they showed his, his wolf cell with like a sword stick out of his mouth. That'd be kind of cool, but I never showed it. But anyways, like the person dies, but that, that b- brings us to the whole toe boy thing. Like he feels regret about letting that person die and not really feeling responsible for someone. And because that person, toe boy being a wolf like him, he kind of feels like a family thing. And sadly, not until the OVAs, you find out what drove him. And it's after a very depressing part, which we just we talked about character death. So who do you think died? If I'm telling you, Sume is sad about something, telling about a story, somebody dies. Yeah, Toboy. Toboy dies horribly. Toboy dies in a way that's meant to make the audience pissed off. Yeah, like it was almost an unnecessary death. Yeah, I feel like he. He could have def- They went through harder stuff. This dude killed a walrus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Single-handedly. Everyone helped, but Toe like they were doing no damage, pretty much. And Toe Boy's like, you know what? 
Instead of buying his fat flubber, I'm going to bite him an eye and take this guy out. And the walrus was like... Crashing through an iceberg. <laughs> tossing him everywhere, fighting, yeah. going deep underwater for like... And then they ate him. Okay. And so, not only not only did they eat them, though, this walrus had the balls to say, like, this is a badass walrus. He said, I'm not going to... You know, I, I wrote... I was watching these shows so hard, I wrote down things. It was like, I got to write about this thing. This walrus, walrus said... I don't want to die a victim. I don't want to die. So not to, di- to not to die a victim. He wants to be eaten alive. He's yeah. like eat me. So I don't die a victim. I was like, and they did. They they eat him to the bone. To the it dang was just bone. Blood dripping on the bone. It was a white bone too. It wasn't no. These was was sucking the nutrients out of that bone. You could tell they didn't eat for days. Yeah, At that right. point, they were going across the frozen wasteland. And so it was probably what five or six days before they actually had their last meal. Yeah, but still, they're kind of like, even though we don't know the next episode, they get to a, the city, and I don't know this. I, I felt it's kind of dickheadish, but they're like, huge, and some of them was like, "Fuck, I'm hungry." I was like, "You guys just ate that big ass fucking rollers. This thing was huge, and these guys are hungry." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "I need to eat some more food." I mean, yeah. I, like, you, I mean, if you're I, running. Hundreds of miles, they're going to need to eat some food. I know that's right, and it's tough when you see like the the plot ends, the the credits roll, and then mm. obviously they're still advancing. Not going to buy. Last time this happened, it would get boring. But I was just like, what the hell? Um, and he gay, he comes out of nowhere really too. Like he is just drawn because uh, what John said earlier that Cuba gets captured and he gay finds him and was like, hey, what's up, man? Imposing like a janitor, but. Hey, yeah, I think you're just, just working as a janitor just, at the time. Yeah, so, and just say, hey, I smell, I, you sound, you look interesting. And we learn a little bit more about Hige, like he's a sleeper, sleeper agent. It's uncontrolled. And they're, and during their journey, they always get tracked by humans, like resistance. And it's because he, it's a dumb thing. It's even more dumb. I thought it was like in his body, but there's a collar that Hige wears that no one ever addresses until the very end. Where I was like, obviously, and he, and Hige talks like, He's a lone wolf. He never, he was maybe part of a pack, but he was never owned by humans. He's like, I never sold a human. But he wears a collar that has an X on it. I was like, why are you wearing a collar, my boy? I was That's like, exactly it. Why? The Toe Boy, you know, he's he was he had a. Toe Boy was like Toe Boy's a, the the runt of the group, and had like a, a owner which he he kills. He killed his owner. Don't you think so? Did he kill his owner? Yeah. To- she was feeding Toe Boy. Like, she was getting food for Toe Boy, bringing it to him. And Toe Boy, being excited, the dog was like, ah. She's like, calm down, Toe Boy. Toe Boy jumps on her. And she's like, Toe Boy, my heart. Oh. And Toe Boy's like, <laughs> being a fucking dog. Being a dog. And she dies. How? <laughs> oh, you just made that series hurt a little bit more. I, I saw that. I was like, damn. Uh- damn, I must have blocked that out. That's good to know. Toboy uh, killed his owner, but it's cool because they both had these bracelets, so that was pretty cool now to his owner. And he gave saying, which always, I would think, it's tough when you watch anime and you see something, like, I want to talk about that. Some people, like, assume he has that little cro- scar across his neck. Obviously, you can't really talk to him. You can say, you can imply that he'd been in a battle or something, but mm-hmm. he gays, you may feel like either you were owned by someone or there's some story that they just don't want us to address, but... It's too obvious to yep. see in the beginning. 
Uh, any episodes you think really stood out to you before we jump into just the straight OVAs and it's indie? I would say, I mean, or I can't give you a specific actual like episode number, but I can say towards the middle half, probably anywhere from episode like 15 to uh, right before they do the four episode recap. Yeah. At that point, I noticed that they really turned it up and used a lot of music, a lot of different styles of music, oh, yeah. and really emphasized the feeling. I mean, this anime, the it lacks a lot of an, on animation aspect. You could tell again that there was definitely yeah. some things they cut corners on. But when it comes to the actual music aspect, you could tell they went full out on quite a lot. There was a lot of different vibes that it really just threw out to uh, the audience that I really liked. Didn't mess you up like they never really jump into it though, but like you know how the world is messed up and barren, and basically if you need a, if you're gonna live any sort of life, you're gonna have to live inside the city. Mm-hmm. But there's flying airships and stuff. Yeah, it's like there's all these crazy technologies that no one was like. That only the nobles had the one percent. I know the I know the nobles have them, but they weren't. I guess there was like I guess they are assholes. I just think about why wouldn't no one be like let's try to build something that sustainable for people have them live a better life and later on you kind of see there's a city at the the very end this this big keep owned by this woman uh jagra Jagra, Mm -hmm. that she puts her people under illusion it's like this little this thing that flows in the air of the city that starts affecting you that makes you pretty much tunnel vision in the world you just you just do your daily life and you don't really want to seek out anything else even people who visit there and if you stay there too long you eventually become this like close off thing and like the wolves abilities even lose their ability like to smell and feel life it's very like you become a, a ant yeah pretty much you just work around do your tasks and go and so I, I thought it was a little different but um Darcia we, 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 we think about the antagonist of it in the beginning it shows like his love she's I wrote this down too his love is attached to tubes that he giving her life and stuff to keep her alive because she's sick from paradise paradise illness. That they yeah. never really explain. At that point, they said she was almost like a like a husk husk because yeah. they said she lost her soul at that point. It's almost like a comatose victim, kind of like Hila, like in the middle episode when he was going through oh, that yeah. when he was paralyzed. Was like paralyzed. Yeah, Hila lost his soul for a little yeah. while. Yeah, it was wandering. But she would just lay in a bathtub with things attached to her. And and Darcy has that, that... He had a second-hand commander. Like, he had some people. He lost lost his, like, noble abilities. I think he was a noble who just, like, got part of a family. And his family, like, died. Mm-hmm. But he got accepted into another... Jagra's family. Never got their last name. But he was part of theirs. Like, helped him out because he wanted to... He fell in love with Jagra's younger sister. Who yeah. was his, his girl... But his second, second hand commander, second in command. Yeah, that one girl. Yeah, what happened to her? I don't know. So what it did was it showed her. Remember, she got crucified. So it's like not crucified, but oh, yeah. she got a knife through each hand, like a like cross formation. Yeah. So he pulled her off the wall, and then he went super crazy because he found out like. Uh, oh yeah, they Jagra killed. killed the girl, like unhooked her. Yeah. And so at that point, you never seen that girl for the rest of the series. Yeah, so like, I guess they were blind. Like maybe she died too. Like 
either she died too or she just got left because at that point that's when he was uh starting his transformation into going deeper into the darkness of the wolf yeah like he he, he lost his immediately after. he lost his his whole point was to get to paradise in order to bring back his his love and once he lost that goal he's like you know i need to find paradise in order to have that illusion of happiness and he thinks that would bring her back sort of and things happen but he carried his his love's body for a while. A while is a little weird. Yeah, and wouldn't it rot? Like these are things I. Well, like, no, he kept it alive at that. But time. after it was unplugged. Well, yeah, after it was unplugged. Yeah. Things were set in. He kept that body for a hot minute for a little bit. Yeah. Hot minute. Yeah. Darcy's a dick too, because he gets eventually he fights Jagra, and for some reason, even though these guys are wolves, humans are badasses with swords and stuff. Darcy gets poisoned. Yeah. A deadly poison in his veins that is slowly killing him. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes a full wolf. And for some reason, he's a badass. For a while. Like, he's still, like, some of the bites didn't affect him. It wasn't towards the very end where the poison caught up. And I think it only spread because he he bit uh, Cheza. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I mean, he had moments. He never. He didn't lose until the end. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, lose that's until the thing. Game. It's he. He was a badass, and he changed. He he went through three different changes. I think he was the most uh, developed character yep. in the actual series because he went from standard noble that yeah. was like took Chez at the beginning, then once his wife died, got darker, and then that's when he went to go fight Jagra yeah. before he fully changed into pure wolf. And then when he changed into Wolf and had those two different colored eyes, he was looking crazy. Yeah, he was a mad... He pretty much was a madman. Like, he didn't but, care. Like, he, he was killing them. humans. Like, because after... Episode 26 is when uh, they storm Jagra's keep and everything and events happen. And Kiba is... Be, his blood is being drained in order to make the human paradise. And this is basically... In Jagra's city, there's an illusion that people cast to make a tunnel vision. But her paradise would be a straight illusion where it's like... If you watch, do you watch Naruto? Yeah. You watch? You finished it? Yeah. All right. So you remember when the the whole tree thing? The we're in spoiler territory, so yeah. anyways. But like you know the tree, and they capture all the the ninjas. They put them in that sleep, and they're yep. all in the little world. It's almost like that. Like you're in this fake illusion, and you're happy, and uh, you're either with someone you love. Jaikua loved Darcia, another sister complex. Like I love the the person my sister loves, and she is experience everything her sister used to experience with Darcy as her her love and then Kiba is able to fight back and destroy that illusion because he's like this is a fake paradise yeah he took the paradise from the nobles he's like that's a fake paradise that's not real we're out and he 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 doomed the human race after that too yeah didn't the world just start going to crap after that after that the world started slowly shut down because Jagra I think there was only two big human colonies Jagra's and Lord uh Darsha's. Darsha. It was, uh... Well, there was that one guy that Darsha ended up murking, that one noble. Yeah, he wasn't Lord Darsha. He was, uh... His name was Lord Orkham. And he's just this fat dude. Like, you never really see Lord Orkham. I saw him, but he's never really plotted. And there's... There's human characters in the show, like Cher. She's a scientist who who was experimenting and, like, researching Cheza as a flower maiden. There's her her ex-husband... Hub, who's a detective, who uh, eventually, when things go down and uh, 
they start their journey and going after Cheza. Cher is also looking for Cheza mm-hmm. because Darcia took him. Hub is like, I gotta find my ex-wife and basically becomes a traitor because he's looking to things that he shouldn't. And there's this another cool, this old dude. Um, this old dude who's also looking, like, who wants to kill wolves. Yeah. And that Pops. is, you know, uh, Quint. 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 And he and he and his and his big plot. Another thing that stands out that I think is a plot hole, but I guess to him was realistic. I'm not sure if you how you feel about it, but it's Quint. Uh, his family dies. He he lived a nice simple life. His wife, he had a young son and a nice little dog that his son refused to like give get rid of. Mm-hmm. He's like his son was stubborn like that, and you get little glimpses. But he comes home one day with his little dog. I guess they were hunting, and he sees his fan like. He sees everything like burnt, his whole village burning down, his son and wife dead, and a wolf standing like among them. And I guess they hint that Darcia was a wolf. Was one yeah, of that was. I think he had a nobility like he was a wolf, but he focused mainly on wolf. Anyways, that, that gets towards later on. I think it's a problem, but he believed the wolves destroyed his whole village and burned everything to the ground. And I was like, how did that happen? Unless you're saying like people made fires to try to fight off the wolves. Yeah, there was some silly goose stuff yeah. right there. And he, re- he refused to kind of believe that it was actually uh, Jagra who would send these. Jagra wanted to... She wanted to stop Parrot. She was looking for the one... There's only one wolf that can get the wolves to Paradise. So the whole myth that wolves bring to Paradise is only one promised wolf that is supposed to be bringing the wolf to Paradise and it's a white wolf. Yeah. So White as Snow, Kiba is that legend wolf. So she is going after looking for that one wolf so she was getting wolves brainwashing them and putting these collars on them to track them and follow them and that brings us to Hige, uh, Hige who joins a group and she finds eventually finds Kiba but the people who weren't weren't deemed the right the chosen one she would just destroy them off because she didn't want them fiddling with her plans of mm-hmm. the promised land because too many wolves they'd probably be a murder probably be a murder yeah um and, you know, shenanigans assumed with Jagra's fighting. Some of these guys had these, like, intense armor. Jagra's troops had, like, these super armor. It's, like, build-up armor and everything. But they did nothing because nobles had, like, psychic power. Yeah. So it's like they would just walk through and they'd fall down. Yeah. It was mainly Darshan, which I thought they said it came from his wolf's eye. Yeah. And I was like, maybe in the future we'll see, like, Kiba or any of them be able to do a wolf's eye. No, how they did anything like that. What type of wolf's eye was that? Nothing, yeah. It was maybe this is maybe he was like a, a noble wolf or something, some special blood, pure blood wolf. Or something. I think it was the fact that he was like an artificial wolf. Artificial? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably the, almost like the opposite. He was like the anti-wolf. Yeah. Because Paradise rejected him. Yeah. So even either. though he was a wolf, technically speaking, in form, he definitely wasn't in spirit, and I don't think that eye was like fully real. I mean, how else? Because they didn't really explain if, for instance, Jagra, or not Jagra, if Darsha was the one that killed Quint's family, yeah. they never explained how Darsha changed back into human form. Yeah. Like, or, uh, or accepted being a human and didn't care. Because he went straight, at the end, he went straight like, I don't, he would mark humans. At, and at this one, I feel like at the very end, you know, we'll jump in, we'll just focus on OVAs for now. Um, all pretty much side characters and sporting characters and main characters start getting murked out. Yeah, one by one. Starting yeah. with Cher. Cher dies immediately. She, which is a, like that was a cold. Uh, yeah, 
Like, that was, again, unexpected. That was, like, the first... That's when you know things are getting serious. Yeah. It was weird, because in the beginning of the episode, because I remember you talking uh, talking to you about it and seeing how you are going, because you finished it before me. I was I slacked a little bit on this one. Uh, I didn't get things done as soon as I should have to actually record the podcast. But uh, John tells me, he's like, hey, man, this old man gets hit by a car. I was like, what the? And, like, dies. And that old man being Quint. I was like, oh, damn, okay. I didn't think it was going to happen as soon as episode 20, as soon as episode 27 starts. Like, pretty much immediately. People are running for their lives. And he saves Blue by pushing her out of the way and getting, getting like, sidestruck by the car. Yeah. It was a full-on hit, but, and then. And then he gets pretty much an intense fever, infection. Yeah. Brain through it, brain bleeding. Get through it. I thought he was dead then, but he wasn't. He was just suffering a little bit. But well, he died at the very end. He does at the yeah. very end. But pretty much all the characters get together. All the characters that were first separated, the humans in the woods, all together. Chair dies after having like some very deep talks with uh, Hub about the life that they wanted and stuff. And even though they know that because they're humans, they're not going to be able to go to paradise. She's like, the world's going to restart over, and you know. Maybe, you know, the, the, the whole point that they can reminisce and they were able to never, the reason they never, they got a divorce and never really wanted to start a family was because they knew that they were going to be extinct. Yeah, deep down they knew that the world was going to end anyway and so they didn't want to bring a child into the world. It yeah. was really, kind of really intense because if you put yourself in that perspective, how would you really be okay with living life? And the thing is, is they never really thought about it. It would just subconsciously they knew that this wasn't going to end well for them. No, that's for sure, And Cher dies a very sad death of after a big... I don't even know what caused the accident. You think it was just an earthquake and they, they so kind of Pretty much the, the car uh, fell. It was going really fast, fell, and it fell on ice. And so at that point, it fell on the edge, pretty much edge of an ice cliff. Okay. And that created that like tremor. Yeah, and they were like made it tilted slide. and they were like getting everyone yeah. out real quick. And they got everyone out. And think about it, with if it wasn't for Cher giving Cheza first, there would be no more Wolf's Rain. Yeah. It would have ended right there. She said take her quick and then yep. the one of those slow motion everything slows down and people fall to their death. Do you see the uh it was weird because um <laughs> I thought it was corny at first, but uh Kiba says uh, as a wolf, I, we gotta carry ourselves on our own two legs, and there. So when they're in the car, Kiba, uh, Sume, and uh, Toboy are running besides the vehicle. Mm-hmm. But the people who are like injured or need to watch over people, uh, Hige and uh, Blue and the humans obviously are in the vehicle and Cheza because Cheza was pretty much weak because people are <laughs> using her her life energy because she's a flower. Flowers don't live that long. Especially on a hook from its main root, its main source. So she was slowly dying uh, on their journey. But I thought it was kind of, I thought it was goofy because I was like, I would hop in the vehicle and save time. But it was cool seeing like, hey, I got to get to paradise on my own two feet mm-hmm. and not rely on other things to get me there. Um, and yeah, after Chair dies, then the old old man and Toboy run into now a madman. Darcia. Yeah, Darcia that's pissed off. And they get murked. And Toboy jumps in the middle to try to stop the fighting. To, Which is know. ridiculous because yeah. not once of Toboy. He can stop a walrus. He can't stop yeah. a bullet, bullet. Yeah. from 
a noble. And I get what he's saying, like, because he promised Blue, uh, Darcia's, you know, first pet, like, and, like, person, like, looks at, at Quentin as her, her pops, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Even, even, uh, uh, Tollboy, he always wanted that family, he lost his family, so he, he loved, he wanted to become, have that relationship again, and being part of a family again, that people who care about and love him. So, he, he saved, uh, Quint in the in earlier episodes when he was dying from the snow and even had people go after, go look at him and make sure he's alright even though he was still on his old kill wolves path mm-hmm. that uh, Toboy to was actually willing to like die for this guy and protect his life and they kind of died together it was fi- kind of find like some peace in their death which was kind of nice I didn't, it wasn't just like, it was like there was an afterlife but Toboy returned to his owner and she was petting him as he relaxed they didn't show any of Quint, but I imagine he's with his family, of course. I imagine he didn't make it to paradise, and he just ceased to exist. That guy was a dick. That's dark, but yeah, he... <laughs> he was not a good guy. I hated I, him. You don't think he, he had any redeemable qualities? I think he was a terrible human being. He was incredibly prideful, yeah. and that was obviously the downfall. I feel like he kind of screwed the group and put it at a disadvantage many different times. I wish and like, as an owner, when he owned Blue... And Blue was bleeding out completely, all that. And he was, like, telling him, don't go. And he's like, I'll be back, Blue. He was a traitor. He wasn't, like, a good guy. He was too obsessed with, like, his own rage. Yeah. He should have died many, many, many times. So, if it I was only you, at, at Dastador that he realized, oh, these wolves aren't... Yeah, when it was way too late. Yeah. And not even Dastador the first three times. Yeah. Like, the final, like... The final time. The very, the very end where... It, there's no way someone can help me a little bit. This is over. Uh, he dies. And I, I guess I see that. That's true. Because you kind of like... It's kind of like... They kind of put it as amnesia, but he isn't shooting immediately. It's weird. So, what was your final take on the ending? My final take on the ending? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a happy ending or, a, a, or one that's just like humanity... Or why I said, like, humanity will lead to their own destruction because I feel like the world will reincarnated. But uh, there's there was that part where it's a lunar flower, white, and Darcia's eye kind of evaporates completely and then it drains into the root and you start seeing that little piece of the black petal drains into that lunar flower. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of showing that there's always some darkness in the world and that, just, you know, you got to kind of find your own kind of peace. Um, I think... Darsha was just trying to ruin everything and he was just the pure definition of a taint that guy tainted everything he touched I mean he was like the embodiment of blackness and darkness itself and so I feel like if he wasn't around the paradise uh, that they were reborn into would have been a lot different but you've seen how the city was still kind of grungy and kind of dark like I think that might also have been some of Darsha's influence when it came yeah. to that. And so I feel he's going to end up refining the flower maiden again because that was the very end. Yeah. And She said she'll return. They're going to end up returning for, at that point again. They'll never make a sequel, so it's yeah. not like that. But ideally... And do you think they're wolves or do you think they're just plain humans now? At this point, they'd probably still be wolves. think so? Yeah, I would. Even if it was wolves, that's like forgotten. Remember, kind of like following the lore of the story, wolves who just uh, forgot that they were wolves. Yeah. So okay. it could kind of follow the lore of the story as well, or uh, of the history. Because there was like one, before we really jump into like any of it, there was one weird episode, you know, when we were talking about 
find out Kiba, uh, Kiba is uh, paralyzed and is in this, like this fake illusion sleep. They slowly dying. He meets this girl named Mew, mm-hmm. and I was interested in it because I thought her that she was a, a kind of like same like Kiba, like a, a illusion animal that has illusion of a human. And her, I thought it was a bobcat. Can you guess what kind of animal it was? I thought it was a puma. It was actually a carcal. Uh, car, uh, a carcal? Yeah, so it's a special, like, uh, uh, this cat that is found in, like, South Africa, West Africa and stuff. Oh. C-A-R-A-C-A-L. Caracal. Caracal. Never even heard yeah, of the animal it, before. Yeah, it was... And that was always interesting because it was, like, kind of love. And she was so... It was pretty much like a, a death thing. Like, I'd stay here and live the life, but realize... He was forgetting his friends and Cheza. I think that was probably, thinking back on it, my favorite episode. was yeah. like those two where Kiba just went ahead, left the group, found this paradise, and had the balls to sit there and say it wasn't enough. Yeah. To sit there and, like, believe it. And I don't think nobody in that show would have been able to do that. Yeah. To find that, have that good serenity piece, have something that cares and, like, I don't need to go on this rough journey and die. Yeah, I'm it. fine here. And, made, and it made him stronger to be able to, because he had that, and then he finds this whole fake paradise that uh, Jagra is trying to make through his blood, and he's able to fight against that, even mm-hmm. though he's knocked out and she's using her spells. Like his, 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 I don't want to say his pride anymore, but his passion and his, his determination prevents any of the extra stuff from happening, any mm-hmm. of that, the noble's magic and stuff, that this is how the world should be. And fights against that. Now, that was pretty the cool. story could have ended really bad and really dark if yeah. it wasn't for Darsha. He was a big anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, anti-hero. Yeah. And I remember you telling me about how the... the You can see the, how bad the fun is gone because there's parts... And Will's form, obviously, they're not going to be moving their mouths and talking. But there's parts where Darsha, now almost pretty much fully wolf. It just not moving his mouth and just speaking. Yeah, I give it's a mental thing. And but Kiba was, like, was uh, different. At least do and and this is why I also thought like at the very end of the series, like if they wanted to make that work, just make everyone wolves. Let's let them stay in their wolf form. Because what's the point of being an illusion if you're not hiding from your humans anymore? They yeah. know you are. There's no real point. Uh, but that's more of a nitpick. Another character designs you want to give them that the outlook and having just the wolves look and be pretty much the term. Uh, tough but yeah uh let's jump into what we think of the rating what would you rank this this anime for us so we should review what was our ranking system for the audience again we have either it's a start to finish it was disappointing it's a filler seasonal or you should just pass or skip it for me i would say it warrants a start to finish because even though if you can look past some of the minor gripes the low production quality on a few times the lack of animation on a few episodes what they did with the music the progression of the story even leaving the ending slightly a little ambiguous I fully enjoyed it I mean I think to me it stands to the test of time I think again what they did was a really emphasized it as an art opposed to nowadays where they just kind of slap the standard pure random same style of anime i mean how many you know other world animes where they get dropped into another world have you seen just in the last season 
Will Serene, you haven't seen anything like that even nowadays. So it was one of the, I could say, one of the last few original ideas. Yeah. What do you think? Damn, you went, I'm glad I didn't go go first. Cause damn, I was gonna. All right, no, let's hear your opinion. I want to hear it. Because <laughs> you're right, I, and I like what you said. Like it's it definitely not something that you cannot find an anime line like that is like what's Fran. Can't be like, oh man, this is exactly like what's Fran with its plot and everything and how it presents characters. But for me, just watching the show, um, I liked it at first. I was like really into it, but it just it feels like I was never excited watching it as much as I hoped to be. It wasn't like, man, I pretty like this show. Like, there's still other shows that I was wanting to watch more. And it was so sad that I was watching, like, to be totally, like, breaking breaking the wall, the our dimension wall. Like, I'd rather watch a, a cop show called Blue Bloods on Netflix than watch more A Wolf Ring. Because I could have finished it a lot of times. I had a lot of time where I could be like, let me just watch Wolf Ring. But I would watch, like, a few episodes and take a break. Because it just, it was a little too much. Very slow pace and very, like, it slowly builds. But it's never, it's not a good slow pace where it gives good, like, story narrative. So it, it weaves it very, very, very slow where it drops it off at one episode and then another big break drops it off another episode. And I the reason I make it feel like it's a filler, it's something that I feel great going back to. Like it's something that I can watch it back, go back to. I think it is a classic and I think it's something that uh, sticking with yours, like it should be a start to finish where you can just go back and look at it. But I feel like it's my kind of start to finish where I'm not what the shows I'm watching are very like, I, I'm not really intense and focused on completing a show that I can just watch what's Rain and back. Let me just take my time and look at this one because I don't have anything that gives all my time to you right now that I can just go back and watch it. That's fair. Yeah. So what's next? Uh, that's that's for you to decide. So what's our next, next anime? Is at be? this point, for our next week's episode, we're going to change the mold. Instead of us going serious, we're going to go the complete opposite as uh, a comedy. It's called Cromarty High. Cromarty High. You actually got me into uh, this show when we were younger. You showed me on your... Ironically, it came out the same year in 2003 as Wolf's Rain. So they came out together. They were just completely different genres. And so this one's going to be a little bit different. It uh, consists of 11-minute episodes. If you take away the intro and then the outro, it's really like eight to nine minute episodes. <laughs> they kind of half-assed it. <laughs> so they uh, tried. You can right. tell they tried. Yeah. But it's going to have a very colorful ca- uh, cast, and I'm actually really excited to see if it actually ever got like, any popular anywhere yeah. else. So. so there's two seasons. We're just watching the first season? Yeah, or... we'll just watch the first season right. at that point and then let the audience decide what they'd like to do. Okay. All right, guys. All right, well, thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. We do appreciate it. If you have anything you want to add, anything you want to send, if you liked our opinion, want us to change or think about it a little bit different, please send it to thisisanimearchives at gmail.com. Gmail.com. This is animearchives at gmail.com. Should we end off on a song of some sort? End off with Stray, the the last few minutes? I said let it go out. And we'll end off to Wolf's Raid and Stray. Later, guys. (laughs) 